Hi, I'm Artie. Uh, and I'm Sush. And and welcome to the podcast. It's it's the Untitled Podcast. That's yes. right. We were so lazy, we didn't bother to come up with an actual name. Of course. Um, so, yeah, well, welcome. It's, it's a podcast. We haven't got any ideas. We're ad-libbing this completely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pretty uh, much. <laughs> so... <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. This is going to be so awkward for the first episode. Yeah. Um, but it, it does exist. We are here. It's finally happening. Um, I am I am RDB from RDB, RD, and Comic Universe. And this is Sush. He uh, does other things. I'm a guy. Yes. So, Sush, how you going? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. Haven't really done much other than, um, what is it? That Discord bot I kept whining to you about, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, good old good old egg bot. Yes, my guy. Mm. I'm still planning so, on making that. Uh, what is it? Mining game thing, but yeah, it's just I, I was planning to have all these complicated factors in, but yeah, no, I think I'm just going on with. I'm just <laughs> I'm just straying closer and closer to uh, Dank Mima. You know that one. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, and I've been making Arty bot. Uh, he is only accessible on a private bot testing server and Artie's lobby, which is, uh, it, it, that's my server. Indeed. And it doesn't Egg... do much. <laughs> it's got like three commands. Yeah, and Eggbot has been banished to the Shadow Realm. No one can access it. But, yeah. Well, three, three people can access that one. That it, That's it. That's everything. Right. Anyway, it's summer uh, here, in, here in Australia land. It's very hot. Yeah, I'm I know. Sweating my eyes out. Uh, what is the temperature uh, right now? Actually, let me check. I actually, yeah, no, I don't know. I haven't got my watch on, so oh, I, I can't tell. Temperature. Thirty degrees. Temperature. Wow. Thirty degrees. Yeah. Thirty degrees right now. Wow. That's mad. That is. It's very hot. It's very very hot. And you know, when it's hot, you uh, you 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 go to a pool, you go to a lake. I was at a lake. I fell over and uh, skimmed off my leg off. That's very over again. Yeah, you, you told me about that in, in the morning. I was very confused. You did not provide any explanation whatsoever about that. <laughs> I just said I fell over and lost my shin privileges. Oh, damn. Um, but yeah, no, I scraped my leg. It, it Very annoying. Yeah, but you are right. It is so hot. It, it's not uncommon for me to literally go to my pool twice a day. It's crazy. Yeah. I had to have a quick swim before the podcast. Mm. I, like I just finished recording um, an escapist's video, youtube.com for slash RDB, by the way, and uh, like I was sweating so much. Mm. You know, not just from the intensity of the game. It is an intense game, seriously. Yeah, sorry about the squeaky noises. I'm drinking my lukewarm water. I decided to leave right next to the computer. And I'm drinking my tasty sparkling water. Mm. Indeed. Anyway, speaking of the escapists. Okay, so you know in the in the map editor, you can access the map editor. Yeah, which one? The one or the stinky poo poo two? One, the OG. <laughs> There's absolutely no reason for you to hate the escapists two this much. No, seriously. I, I, I'm sorry, but the, the nostalgia is literally the only thing that holds up Escapist One because it's literally just a grinding game. I mean, it's. it's in my opinion, it's more fun to actually make maps than to even play them because you literally just do the exact same thing. Which is why I'm trying to like switch it up sometimes, like, I don't know, make like intellect it harder to get 
something like that because it's, it's all oh, yeah. the same prison it's just the same stuff over and over again mm. just add more prison detectives you just gotta it's just more grindy it's yeah i don't know mm. but that's why i re i really enjoyed uh santa's sweatshop for that reason yeah because at the top the only way to get intellect is to go into a restricted area and if you see if any guards see you you get beaten up yeah which yeah it adds a lot of challenge mm, it kind of anyway, shakes up uh, the formula it makes sense <laughs> yeah but mm. escapers custom maps they're, they're good i've played a, i've only played a couple indeed you um, made the you made your dr ingram's county crook house i remember uh, yeah, yeah. And you actually published that one on, like, literally every other map I made. I made tons when I was little, and I didn't publish any of them. Seriously. Publish yours. Yours are good. I know. I only I made yours. two, mo uh, like, ones right now, but I think I lost... They might be on, like, my extremely, extremely old computer, but I definitely remember making tons of them, just because they were so fun to make. Mm. Mm. The Escape is 2 map editor. I haven't had a look at it too much, but uh, yeah. it's alright. Like, mm. it's got a few extra features, and it's a lot less tedious. Yeah. In in the original, you have to manually add corner pieces, and it's so annoying. Oh, and it's just like one wall. Oh, I guess it mm. makes sense, but I guess um, keep saying I guess. Um, first one had uh, what is it like? You could um, you could use specific tiles for like decorations. I've seen people. Back in the past, when the escapist was actually, you know, still a thing, the escapist community. Relevant. Yeah, relevant. Um, people used to actually like, uh, was it use unique tile combinations in order to create all these very unique, um, unique, unique, all these very unique um, decorations and stuff like that. And I think that maybe that could be, I don't know, hindered by having. Yeah, automatic corners yeah. and stuff. I don't know. It <laughs> Still, like, I, I do think it is a lot less tedious. Yeah, basically what I'm trying to say is that, I don't know, it feels like you had, I don't know, there was just some sort of purity to the original map editor, and I guess the original game in general, it just felt so much better to play, even if it was a grindy game where you just keep clicking the same thing and avoid the guards. I just thought the pixely, even though it was like 2014, it was pixely. Yeah, it, 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 feels it definitely so good. looked... Like, it looks a lot older than it is. Yeah, it's crazy, but it just feels so good to play. I don't know, mm. the aesthetic is just amazing. And I feel like that's what that's what the later games, especially um, Escapist 2. Escapist Walking Dead was fine, but Escapist 2, I feel like it definitely went off the rails with the whole aesthetic thing. Yeah. Holy Jesus. The Escapist The Walking Dead had the best graphics of the series, which is weird considering it's a bit of a, it's a spin-off. Mm. But I think it... Because it kept the like original blocky character designs, mm. but sort of had a mixture for all the tiles of the Escapists and the Escapists Two, which I really liked. Yeah, and it's got a banging soundtrack. Seriously, that mm. game. Oh yeah. <laughs> it it is better than it should be. Mm. Yeah. Let me tell you. There's a there's a raccoon outside. It, it it's it's clawing at the window. Sorry about that. But anyway, um. Ah. All, all good. Yeah, I, I, I get that a lot. Alright, um, God, I really changed the conversation because oh, this, if we keep continuing, it's literally just going to be us talking about escapists for the entire thing. That's fine. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about a different video game. Inscription. It's good. I've played some of it. Yes, and I've not played of it. any I've of it. I've played this. a lot of it. Yeah, so, I've played yeah. 30 hours of it, and oh. you have played none. 
Yes, so obviously I'm better than you. You can tell I'm very informed about the game. I have a total, a grand total of zero hours playing it. <laughs> no, but it's uh, it's made by the same guy as Pony Island. Yeah, uh, and the Hex, which are some weird games. Mm, apparently, it was just... for some game jam, I think. The original idea. Uh, yeah, the original idea for Inscription was for a game jam, I think. Yeah, it, it, uh, I thought the original idea was actually better than the final one. It was, like, the idea where, I don't know, you would sort of lose body parts in a risk and reward system, where, for example, if you lost your hand, you wouldn't be able to hold your cards, or something like that. If you lost your eye, you wouldn't be able to see half the half of the field, or something like that. I, I thought that was a really oh, yeah. creative idea, and it would have helped with the horror aesthetic, but... I have no idea what they decided to do now. It just looks like some. I mean, hard game. Uh, the you can you can rip out your teeth and you can uh, stab out your eye. Oh wow! And that's only that's only temporary. You you can rip out your teeth an infinite amount of times. I think oh. I've never tried it multiple times. Um, but then you can stab your eye and you just get it back at the end of the round. Mm, okay. Interesting. Yeah. How, how that works, interesting. Mm. But it, mm. it is a very interesting game, and uh, I think the demo was actually called Sacrifices Must Be Made. Mm. Inscription just rolls off the tongue a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense because um, the original idea was like with sacrifices. I'm pretty sure that was the original um, prompt for the game jam. Sacrifice, or like your life is currently... I forgot what specific one it was, but I think I heard about yeah, that game that, jam before I heard about the about discussion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a fun game though, and uh it, it's definitely got some twists and turns. I'll try not to spoil it too much, uh, for you listeners. But it is it, it's something. If you haven't played it or like watched a let's play, do that. It's it's definitely worth your time. Mm, just know that it's a game and it exists. So and that's good enough for me. Yeah. And even if it were just a card game, like, the card game aspect is actually pretty good on its own. Mm. Which is why, uh, which is why Casey's mod, like, the endless mode version, pardon yeah. me, uh, the endless mode version is, uh, actually really good. I'm still streaming. Yeah, I'm yeah. still so confused why it's called a mod, despite the fact that it was made by the creator. Shouldn't it be called, like, an update or something? Or shouldn't it at least be incorporated into the, I don't know, just... Maybe they yeah, can publish no, I don't know. Game. Who knows? It, it's still in beta, so maybe once it's finished, it'll actually be part of the game. Mm. But for now, it's just a modification to it. So. Coolio. You know, that, it makes sense. Mm. But yeah, basically, Inscription, it's a fun game. Yeah, but other than just knowing that it came from a game jam, I didn't really do much research on it, but it, it looks cool. Maybe I'll try it out someday when I'm not a worse and I can actually handle horror games. I mean, it's, it didn't really look like a horror game. It's the least scary horror game I have ever played. I know, you're being, too, you're being too kind when you call it a horror game. It's more like one of those unsettling games, I guess. Oh yeah, it, on Steam, uh, it's got user-defined tags, so... I don't know if you've heard of user-defined tags. People can just kind of describe the game. Yeah. Um, but it's... The popular user-defined tags are... Card battler, card game, deck building, story-rich, and psychological horror. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. It's like that kind of horror game. The, the cheap one. <laughs> Not really. Uh, 
I get if, like if, I don't know, but psychological horror games just sound really cheap on paper. It's just like, oh, disturb them with shocking imagery. Like, yeah, mm. you, you got that right, but that's not really very elaborate. Well, at least it doesn't sound very elaborate in plan. It's about as much of a horror game as FNAF Security Breach. Yeah, I have no idea what that is because I'm also worse. But yeah, <laughs> like seriously, I feel like main more mainstream horror games are literally just f for the weak mm. because the original i think the first fnaf game um was probably one of the scariest in the series you just told me it was just a jump scam on podge i mean yeah they, they all are but mm. security breach is by far the least scary because it's got all the bright colors and stuff it just seems like too friendly of an environment no, oh, okay. really. Anyway, um, um, awkward segment ad break. Where it's just yeah, it's ad just break. What? Ad, ad break. Is there yeah. a sponsor? Oh, no, there's no sponsor. The sponsor is complete silence for a minute because ah. I need I need to drink some water. Water. Agreed. Today's video is actually spon video. Today's podcast is sponsored by uh, carbonated water. Vidcast. The best thing you'll ever drink. Well, considering there isn't going to be a video segment, it's all going to be audio. Oh, okay. Uh, no. I could, like, draw something um, with, as, like, the thumbnail that proceeds throughout the entire thing, and it's just, you can upload the audio and then just, like, I don't know, something, something to keep the, the as, like, a picture. I, I don't know. Sure. I'm thinking. I mean, I don't know what you people do with podcasts, but, uh, you know, I just put them on a tab and just listen to them in the background. Mm. Or kind of play them on Spotify or YouTube Music or whatever. Yeah. And then put 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 it on my phone and stuff. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty hard to. I know this may be sound extremely weird, but I honestly think that podcasts can sometimes turn into sort of interviews where people are trying to like, I don't know, get inside on other people's lives, like especially the person they're having the podcast with. It just feels so much like an interview. An interview would probably be better than a podcast because the podcasts are just. Mm. I, don't, Although, I, don't... I would I would love to get some guests mm. here at some point. I know uh, Brax Brax the Music Man would be up to this. Yeah, he he definitely join in. Mm. I don't know about the other guys though, but he that sounds pretty cool. You could just have this um podcast by yourself, and then you um like sometimes uh, it could be away, and you could have I don't know Brax some other people. Who knows? Yeah, I mean if one of us is away. Uh, we either won't record it, or they can, or the other person can host it by mm. himself. But mm. uh, I can tell you, I was, I would not be able to go for more than half an hour, actually waffling. <laughs> like my waffle limit is twenty minutes max. Mm, I know. Still trying to prove my social skills and actually trying to, you know, like actually last a conversation. It's <laughs> quite the challenge. Yeah. Well, look, we're improving your social skills. That's good enough. Yeah, I guess so. Baby's first podcast. <laughs> or interaction um, in general. Oh, I, speaking of waffling, actually, uh, I, I, I did originally have uh, another podcast idea. I was going to call it the Wafflecast with, with, with me, RDB. But um, yeah, then I realized that that's how I realized my waffle limit would be 20 minutes. Mm. Because I 
could not speak unscripted for that long. Mm. Um, and when I tried to script it, I realized how bad I am at scripting things. So that just didn't go very well. Right. It was just really unnatural. You have any more conversation ideas to milk the hell out of? I do. I have a bunch of uh, weird story things. Thank God. That I can tell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got two from two from a theme park, mm. and two two about a cinema. Mm. So, well, which ones would you like to hear? I'll save the other ones for the next episode. Um, surprise me. <laughs> surprise. Okay. Oh, here I'll flip. Which is not really surprising. Music man pick that he gave me yesterday. I didn't pick a side. You know what? Well, theme parks. Am I right? Yeah, of course. So uh, I was at uh, I was at a theme park, uh, um, like a month ago. Yeah. And me and my dad, we saw this ride in the distance, and we were like, "Oh, that looks fun!" So we climb up, we get on the ride. I'm not worried at all. No. Because I think it's just a pretty standard ride with a few drops. Yep. And then I see directly in front of me two loop de loops. Oh, and I've never been on a loop de loop before. Yeah. <laughs> and I was crapping myself. I was terrified. Uh, mm. But at that point, it was far too late to get off. Yeah. So I was just <laughs> stuck in this cart, fearing for my life um, because there were two loop de loops in front of me. It wasn't as bad. Was it like the start, or was it like at the start, it, like the feature thing was just two loop de loops? <laughs> no, it was like you did a few twists and turns, and then you did the two loop de loops. Oh, okay. They just happened to be pretty much in front of where you started. Mm. Oh, okay. They weren't like directly as you started. All right, guys, ready for a loop de loop. Yeah, you know what? Because you would not have enough momentum for that. Yeah, you know what's even worse? Like, I, I've never been on a loop to loop myself or the thing I'm just about to describe right now. But I think the like something that's more scary than loop to loops to even look at is um, I'm not sure what exactly what they call them, so I'm going to call them double helixes, whatever. It, it, basically, the oh, track corkscrews, corkscrews, whatever. The the track keeps twisting around. It's just it, it looks so weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's called screws. That, that, that's that's what I've learned from playing Roller Coaster Tycoon Three. Mm. That they're called corkscrews. Yeah, and they're, they're not very pleasant to even imagine yourself on. But yeah, mm. Mm. corkscrews are fine. I think I've been on a few of those before. Yeah, you peed your pants. Add a loop of loop. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Speaking of roller coasters, actually, um, I was in I was in the Netherlands a few years ago. Yeah, and I was at. Honestly, like, the best theme park I have ever been to. Mm. Uh, it's called Efteling. Yeah. If you're ever in the Netherlands, go. Seriously, it's a, it's it's amazing. That was the one with it's the a... wooden roller coasters you were telling me about, right? Was that uh, the one? Yeah, yeah, George and the Dragon. Yeah, the, the... that's that's a pretty funky roller coaster, actually. It's uh, so it's 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 a wooden roller coaster, which means obviously it's made of wood, and it doesn't have that many. Uh, mechanical parts so there will be like a few chain lifts every so often to get you up hills and stuff mm. but most of the ride is literally just momentum yeah uh so i about that ride it's got like two different tracks and two different carts mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the case but both carts are like racing to the finish 
Mm. But the big centerpiece is this gigantic animatronic dragon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it breathes fire. Now, (laughs) you may be thinking, wooden roller coaster plus fire-breathing dragon, that's not going to go well. I don't know if it did go well, because by the time I was there, the dragon was broken, and I never got to see it in action. Uh, Oh, damn. But... you weren't allowed on the roller coaster because they were repairing the dragon. It's probably, um, what is it? They can, like, emulate a sort of half-assed fire by just spraying a bunch of mist in the air and perhaps, like, putting down some lights on it to make it orange. I don't know. I'm just thinking of how they could possibly make it look like it was breathing fire without it actually burning down the entire roller coaster and then getting sued. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd imagine that it's some kind of wood that's, I don't know, got, like, stuff on it to make it more fireproof maybe um and it's it's not like right under the ride there is a big kind of cavity around it but it makes no sense why why would there even be a fire the breathing dragon right next to a roller coaster like not even good to have fire next to you know the people who are actually riding the roller coaster in the first place so obviously it makes sense that they would have like some again the fake half-assed fire yeah, I, I I can't imagine it would be like a an enormous roaring flame. Oh, of course not. But it would just be like a bit of fire coming out the nose or something. Oh, okay, like smoke or something. If it was just smoke, yeah, and that would be way smoke better. Makes sense. Like, is yeah, well, I I never actually saw it in action, um, mm. so I wouldn't know. But yeah, the uh, the roller coaster I was actually planning on talking about when I brought up Efteling though was the Baron eighteen ninety eight. Oh, yeah, and it's incredible. Uh, I was like another roller coaster that I was crapping myself on mm-hmm. um, because the whole shtick of Efteling is that it's very story based. So mm. almost every ride has their own little story. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like half the park is based on fairy tales. Mm. So the bit that scared me often like wasn't the ride because i mean the ride is scary there is a literal vertical drop into the ground and you go (laughs) underground Mm. (laughs) um which which is scary but that's not the thing that scared me loads because as you're in the queue for the ride you get this big projection like on top of you and it's a bunch of like ghosts and stuff and Mm. It was all in Dutch, so I couldn't tell much, but it was, I think it was telling the story of a bunch of miners that were in a mine that was haunted or something, and the ghosts tried to kill them, I guess. I don't know. It was all in Dutch, and I don't speak Dutch. Yes, very, very fitting story for a children's roller coaster. At least I assume (laughs) that it was children's. Well, I mean, fairy tales are pretty dark. Mm. (laughs) Like, some of the Grimm, uh, Brothers Grimm fairy tales are seriously... Like yeah. they they're not fun. Yeah, do you, but, it's funny that you bring up Grimm's fairy tales because um the book that my eleven year old smaller brother is um what is it reading there right now is yeah it's literally just a compilation of Grimm's fairy tales and right. it, it's I can imagine it's kind of like um is it fables or not really <laughs> or just yeah stories well, in general. I, yeah it's just like stories but they're. They're a little bit messed up. Mm. I can't. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah, no, I, I can't think of any. Should have prepared something. Yeah. I didn't know that we'd be talking about this though. 
But yeah. anyway, so when when you actually get on the ride after you've finished being terrified by the ghosts, you get on the ride, uh, and you're you're kind of mentally preparing for the drop, yeah. and then you get you get to the drop, you're ready to go, the the cart is leaning over, and then it stops, oh, just yeah. as it's hovering over, and that is terrifying, and then you're like, oh, wait, what this? Okay. This is just mean. And then a bell rings and you just suddenly fall down at, like, max speed. It's it's amazing. Holy jeez. Yeah. It sounds like nothing if, uh... compared to the roller coasters I've been on. Like, holy jeez. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I'm, like, an adrenaline junkie, but I do, I do like roller coasters. Wait, what did they just say? Did they say that that's nothing compared to the roller coasters I've been on? Or is, did I... Wait... What no, if... I think you did say that. Did you mean Sorry. the other way around? No, no, yeah, I meant the other way around. Jesus Christ. Uh, just, uh, what is it? No, I meant um, the roller coasters. Um, what is it? The roller coasters that I've been on seem like nothing compared to the roller coasters you yeah. are describing right now. It's crazy. Yeah, there are some. There are some roller coasters I'd really like to go on at like Disneyland and stuff. The the Tower of Terror seems like a lot of fun. Mm. And uh, oh, what's the there's like a Harry Potter one. Mm. Uh, I think you ride on like Hagrid's motorbike. It is, I believe, one of the most expensive roller coasters ever made. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ! Millions of dollars for that. I'll have to. I'll have to look it up. Mm. But uh, it it was not a cheap roller coaster for them to make. Hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure. Wow, that is a long name. Uh, price, cost. Three hundred million dollars to build that ride. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's a lot of money. Mm, it's funny because um, I decided to go. Uh, me and my family decided to go on holiday to this island um, for Christmas. You know, because after Christmas, it's usually like complete mayhem. It's crowded and everything. Can't really go to any holiday destination. But it, it's crazy. We went to like we went there. Uh, it was. Like, um, what is it? It was still, like, Christmas Eve, and, like, there were barely any people there. It's crazy. And then suddenly, when Christmas comes, everybody's there. It's just it's just a complete mayhem. It's crazy. But Well, I mean, it's just strange how this literally... busy on Christmas Eve, last-minute shopping and stuff. Yeah, like, it's, it's a pretty big island. I was expecting a lot of people to be there, but no, it just before Christmas, it's a complete ghost town. Crazy. And most of the business that is weird. shut down as well. Oh god. But anyway, yeah. I just thought it was kind of weird. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it does make sense, because like I said, people will be last-minute Christmas shopping. Mm. Anyway, please continue with your roller coaster stuff if you have any stories left. <laughs> Gushing over roller coasters. Yes. Um... I'm pretty sure oh, all of them are just going to be the same thing. Oh, I went to some scary roller coaster. It had some scary thing. Ooh. Nah, this one isn't about a roller coaster. This one terrified me. Thank God. Um, so I was at this uh, a different theme park, and me and my dad were like, "Okay, we're bored. There aren't that many rides here." It's always me. Let's... It's always you and your dad. Yes, my mum doesn't like going on rides and stuff, and mm. my little brother is a wuss. We were we were doing this like, you know those. Hmm, how do I describe this? So you know what Halloween. Uh, yeah. You know how you can get like mazes, like scary mazes. 
Uh, are those like, are you talking about like haunted mansions or like? Kinda, but there were like, you go through a maze and there are like actors Sorry, dressed up as scary things in the maze and they jump out at you. Oh, okay, so literally just like a haunted house type of thing. I meant to say haunted house, not haunted mansion, sorry, yeah. Like the haunted yeah. house type of theme park thing, you know, the stuff that at school fairs, you know, <laughs> that, yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Well, I was at this, this one, it was like this little one at the theme park. And I was like, I was pretty scared to go in because I'm am f- fine with, I'm well, hmm. I don't get that scared from games and movies like media because I can I know it isn't real, but practical horror effects scare the living daylights out of me seriously. Mm. So I was a bit nervous nervous anxious to go in there um so we, we we step inside and there's this creepy looking nurse lady mm. and she there's also a clown dude and a guy wearing a top hat yeah a, a, tr- a truly iconic trio mm. and their costumes were good i'll give them that they were scary mm. Good costumes, guys. Yeah, they well can done. make some well seriously believable costumes nowadays. But then again, I see like so much scary stuff on the internet. It, it lasts a lifetime. I don't need to even go to any of those haunted houses. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this this woman, this nurse woman who invites us inside, just says like "hi" in this weird accent. Strolls on up to my right ear, or it might yeah no, it was probably my right ear, and. I'm like, oh, she's probably going to whisper something creepy to me. That's a bit spooky, but it's fine. You know what You know what this woman does? What, did she file a tax report against you? <laughs> no, but really, the, the scariest thing is taxes. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, she, that's, what, that's what I was saying. But anyway, yep. She opens her mouth, and she screams at the top of her lungs into my ear. Oh, that sucks. That really sucks. Man, I, I used to have, um, what was it? Yeah, I remember, um, if you just scream to anybody's ear, it's just really, really bad. Mm. Like, not only did I think my ear was going to explode, it was also terrifying, because this clown dude was also just staring at me. <laughs> uh, anyway, I decided, I, I made the you know, decision to leave immediately after that. I'm like, nah, I'm not. I'm not dealing with this. I'm out. Hmm. And don't call me a wuss in the comments or whatever there is. I don't know what this is going on still. Just don't call me a wuss, please. You would have been scared as well. Don't worry, I, I, I'm a wuss as well to balance it out. Huzzah! Welcome to the wuss podcast. Yes, the the wuss cast. It's a much more fitting name to the untitled podcast, but. Yeah, it works too. But speaking of practical effects, actually, like in movies and stuff, um, what was it? Have you seen? Have you seen? What was it? What was it? You probably haven't. You probably haven't heard of. Come on, Hardy. This book will be will be edited out. Have you heard of the movie The Thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have actually. It was like um. Oh, I heard the basic synopsis online, but um, I think it was—I think it was basically just about the shape-shifting alien, you know, yeah. Among Us. So, I think. I think. <laughs> Among Us. Among. So they're at this—they're at this like Arctic base, uh, researching stuff. I haven't actually watched the movie. Yeah. But um, 
I've seen a lot about it. Uh, this is there are two though. There's the original and the remake. But in both of them, they're at this Arctic base and they're researching stuff. And then this among among us alien comes along mm. and starts killing them off by shape shifting. Right. Anyway, in the original movie, they were using practical effects. Yeah. Uh, so you know, actual like costumes and makeup yeah i know and... i saw that that like seriously the the what is it like the makeup and the effects in the thing is just it's crazy from what, from what i've seen I from know. like clips and screenshots and like it, it looks insane for like such an old movie but then in in the remake my facts might be wrong i might be thinking of a different movie but in the remake they were going to use practical practical effects but then they got like halfway through it and decided to use CGI instead. What? So you just completely have the movie. You you have so much hard work into it and then you just decide to scrap everything. Pretty much, yeah. Oh. And the practical effects um, from like behind the scenes stuff looked really good. And mm. then they just completely half-assed the CGI and it doesn't look as good as the practical effects. Mm. Which is the problem. Because so many movies now are just kind of taking the easy way out and they're not looking into well they're not like trying to yeah it's ironic because they're trying to make it scarier by introducing computer effects which sounds like it should work but i don't know the yes the the costumes and the masks just all felt so like, have some they, sort they of they felt so much more real yeah like it felt physical you know you can you can right off the bat usually you can tell if something's cgi and what's not CGI, and I don't know, maybe the stuff that you can tell is not CGI is probably more scary. I'm just saying, it's, it sounds like it could be that. Yeah, well, basically, practical effects, I mean, they, they... Obviously, they can be a lot worse. They can look absolutely terrible, but so can CGI, you know? Yeah. And if, if you do practical effects right, they can look amazing. Oh yeah, I was telling you about um, that world-building concept, how you create like believable fictional settings with like um, oh, science and evolution yeah, yeah. theory. Well, I was thinking about like the concept of evolution a little bit, like how many errors had to happen, how many, how much suffering had to happen in order to create the final, the final stuff. Like humans originally didn't just straight up evolve from monkeys; there were abominations that were created. Because it's just trial and error. Like evolution is not smart. It's just picking random crap. Whatever, whatever mm. just comes out first. Yep, that that's good. And I'd, I I I would personally like. I would imagine that there is some obscure species of human. There's like one mutation where there's a guy with seventeen legs, forty three toenails, and sixteen eyelashes. Yeah, that probably exists. That's actually a pretty average number of eyelashes, I'd imagine. Because yeah, yeah it's. That's, that's, that's a lack of eyelash. Evolution just picks random genes, and it's crazy to think about that some people are just born as complete abominations because evolution is trying to go somewhere. It, we're always trying to evolve. It's just that evolution is just doing it randomly, so of course there's going to be a lot of errors and and, and, and the likes. Yeah, and, which is also why evolution is such a slow process. People call all these defects are literally just evolution doing its thing. It's crazy. Yeah, but... We, we humans have, have reached a point in our, you know, in our evolution where we have the abilities and technology to, 
I mean, at this point, we've basically stopped evolution because we have medicines and such. If someone, if someone's born with an extra head, then we can make that livable for them. Yeah, and then they could potentially reproduce. We, uh, although that wouldn't be ideal, we could technically force ourselves into like evolving. It's it's a weird thing to think about. Mm. Mm. By the way, it's yeah, it's definitely odd. Speaking of evolving, I saw this uh, this very funky meme recently that everything, every single species is trying to evolve into a crab. It's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird thing, but it's, the crab is considered the ultimate creature. Everything is trying to evolve to become a crab because the crab is Why? considered. I don't know. I think it's some sort of like dumb conspiracy. Maybe some animal is trying to evolve something into something similar as a crab, and that's how the meme arose. I don't know, but it's just really funny to think about that. There's just like an ultimate being, and it's the crab. <laughs> I can't wait for the society of crab people. Like five millennia into the future. No, but it's not even like actual like intelligent breathing. Like it's not it's not intelligent humans. It's just it's just it's just normal just crabs. Normal crabs. That's, that's considered the ultimate creature, and we're all trying to evolve. Oh my god, that. Mm. crab rave! It's gonna be real. Yeah, it's crazy how we're thinking. Uh, I'm thinking about like evolution and stuff. And we started this podcast with like <laughs> talking about literal escapists. escapists. Like it's crazy. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Um been playing any other games recently because you seem to be playing uh, hopping from one game to another really quickly yeah no that's because i've got nothing better to do i know me neither. seriously like i've gotten so bored recently mm. as, as good as the games i have are when i'm not recording a video i am just bored out of my mind oh yeah um what is it my dad got this really good deal um at telstra um telstra had this offer where you can get the xbox series x for like, you'd have to pay uh, a monthly fee for like two years, and then you get to keep the Xbox Series X. Like, it, it's really cheap. Oh yeah, like a contract. But yeah, they basically, basically it's just to get people into using Telstra. But yeah, my, my dad got the deal, and now we have an Xbox Series X um, with, uh, what is it, Xbox Live as well. And oh. one thing that caught my attention when I was browsing through all the games is um, Portal Bridge Constructor, I might have told you about it. Yeah, I've I've heard of that. Yeah, um, it is such a cool game to play. Like seriously, it, even with the finicky Xbox controllers, and it's just like a whole added layer of complexity to the normal bridge constructor where you have all these aperture science stuff from the previous games and added to the classic bridge constructor formula. It's just a really interesting game. If you have Xbox Live, I definitely I definitely recommend you, you play that one because it, it's a cool puzzle game. The, the the only reason that I would ever get the Xbox Series X because I'm not I'm not a very big console gamer. Mm. Um, the the only consoles I really play on uh, are the Wii U and the Game Boy Color. Yeah, I'm still so confused why the Wii U just didn't sell well. I thought the Wii U was Nintendo at its true peak, in my opinion. Seriously. I mean, the Nintendo Switch is a lot better. To be to be fair, Ugh, honestly, it's, of, it's just got a lot better games. But seriously, the the Wii U had some bangers. Like it had some good games. Seriously, no, I I I'm, it, this might be controversial, but I think Switch is legitimately one of the worst things Nintendo has ever done. I know it's a bit of a controversial thing, but hear me out. It's just so cheap, cheaply made, and it's just so dumb. The idea is good, but the problem is it's so mass produced where you get significant defects after playing it for only a few weeks. Literally, I have a whole bin 
of just broken Joy Cons. It, it's just, <laughs> it's just insane. And I get why they're doing this. It seems like almost they're person, like they're actually actively making these, like, be defective in a very short amount of time, just so you can buy new ones. Even though they're, it's weird because they're, but then they just suddenly put out. Um, they uh they they allow you to fix your joy cons for free or something like that they have yeah, for a... they have a repair program you just mail it yeah but mail it to them. then why would you why why if you're gonna let them fix them for free then why not fix them before you get them to me in the first place it, it's just it's just so dumb <laughs> yeah honestly like this this may be another unpopular opinion but i think the best nintendo console by far, by miles, is definitely the Virtual Boy. I mean, it it revolutionized virtual reality technology. Oh yeah, of course, and like how everything is literally just different shades of red. My god. <laughs> red it's, and black. It's just revolutionary. Seriously, um, there was this one Virtual Boy, uh, there was this one Virtual Boy game I heard of. It's called, like, Telero Box or something. It is literally the most terrifying game I've ever seen. It's like, just... It's literally just this robot boxing game, but with the with the red and black palette, it just looks so terrifying. It's crazy. <laughs> Wait. Uh... The, the only way I know about the Virtual Boy is some stupid creepy pasta. Mm. That is the only way I know about it. Seriously, I'll just, I'll just... Well, that's how I originally learned about it. I'll just it. send you a screenshot of it. It just looks so terrifying. Seriously. Oh my god. Th this is just like one of the more minor bosses. Like, it, it just... Like complete mechs and behemoths. It's just uh, here. We'll do an audio description. There is a scary looking robot lurking in front of you, and it's all red and black. Just, it's quite scary. Just like the Polaro Boxer. It's a good game, but seriously, the virtual boy just makes it look so creepy. It's crazy. <laughs> but anyways, um, what is it? What other? Anyway, yeah. Okay. I I think I I think we've we've gone over an hour. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, in the in the raw recording, so I think we're, Holy we're Jesus. good to wrap up. All right, all right. Um, well, yeah, all right. Uh, so cool. thank you very much for watching. Uh, if if you have enjoyed or listening, if you're if I don't know on what platform are you seeing this on? Who knows? But I have no idea. Um, <laughs> this might be on Spotify. It's it's definitely going to be on YouTube. But yeah, so it, it subscribe to me. I'm RDB on YouTube. Yes, and uh, Sush, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, uh, not really, because I'm kind of in the transition of moving into a completely new internet persona, so I don't really know what to plug in at the moment. But yeah, I'm I exist. That's all you need to know. And I was on this podcast. Boom. Yes. Uh, share the podcast. Uh, if if you enjoyed it we've enjoyed recording it have you enjoyed record i've enjoyed recording it have you yeah it was cool to talk about the stuff especially in the wild anyway uh tune in next week maybe yes uh this it should be next week that we do another one yeah this podcast has no theme so we're just we're, we're experimenting talk about whatever next week we'll be talking about true crime yes next week and the week after that we'll be talking about what happens calligraphy uh and calligraphy. and then the week after that We'll be talking about the socioeconomic value of a big chunk of birthday cake. All right. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. All right. Uh, uh, bye bye.